This is Top Shop Podcast. Shop Podcast. Top Shop Podcast. A show way beyond the story. Get ready to accelerate your car knowledge and ignite your love for automobiles. Podcast for automotive service business owners by Paul Donahue. Hey, folks, welcome to Top Shop Podcast. Uh, today, we got a really special guest, uh, Sean Campbell. He's currently the uh, Chief Marketing Officer at Swarm Digital Marketing uh, in Arizona. Sean has been in the digital marketing space for a long time, and he's very, very knowledgeable, especially with social media. So uh, he's going to talk today about you know why social media is so important and, and the benefits of social media and why all shop owners, whether you're a, a shop owner or whether you're a Swarm Marketing uh, specializes in pest control. So, uh, so it doesn't matter what kind of business that you're in. If you're in a business and you're not utilizing social media marketing, you will be by the time we get done talking to Sean. So, Sean, <laughs> but that that's our goal, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is important, but you know it's always really good. Mm-hmm. Of course, our agency and all other agencies engage in social uh, media marketing for our clients, but it's uh, sometimes better if they hear it from a third party who's really you know yeah. this your forte. You got into digital. You kind of um, um, move towards the social media niche. That's what you wanted to focus on. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what you enjoy doing. And you did a really well job at it. In fact, you owned your own company doing it for a long time before yep. you came up with Swarm. So uh, yeah. without further ado, let's uh, introduce Sean and uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved. No, thanks, Paul. I really appreciate this opportunity to be on uh, your podcast and really just uh, share some good value and information um, to your audience. Uh, and, and as you mentioned, I had my own uh, social media agency, uh, specifically with just concentrate on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and a few other platforms for my clients. And I had that agency for about seven and a half, close to eight years. And before that, the two years prior to that, I actually worked as a social media analyst for Kia Motors America. So, you know, nearly... 10 plus years and now with merging with the partners I have now, uh, I've been doing this for a while. And what I love about it is that each and every day there's something new to learn. Um, But like you said, Paul, I mean, the importance of social to play its role, in, in, in my opinion, the biggest benefit, and it's something that not just auto collision or auto service centers, but businesses in general tend to overlook is the importance of just brand awareness. Just keeping it simple. You know, a person cannot visit your shop or thinking about going to your, your place or location if they've never heard of you. It's that simple. You know, and one thing that I always talk about with a new client is, you know, how many impressions, meaning how many times before somebody sees the name of your shop, whether it's online or you know, if you're still doing TV, you know, the traditional methods of, you know, um, uh, marketing, how many times in our era, because there's so much noise before somebody recognizes the name of your shop, it's about 20 to 25 times. Mm -hmm. So if you're not on social media, you know, adding, you know, at least attempting to add to those impressions that we see, your competitors are. And it, it's it's uh, it's a major uh, disadvantage for you if you're ignoring your presence and your branding on social media. Right. So how did you get started? And in, in, um, what did you because you got <laughs> tell me your story a little bit when we first met. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. was, I couldn't remember exactly. But you started in, in this industry and then you kind of just gravitated towards the 
the mm -hmm. Facebook and the social media. Can you tell us that story real quick and why? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I do actually have a marketing degree. You know, like I said, from the Ayala College, you know, uh, here in Tucson at the University of Arizona. And a lot of my first marketing gigs were all around automotive service, um, collision centers, auto glass. And it, it's, I love cars. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a gear head, but um, I do love cars in particular, you know, fast cars. <laughs> so it's always been kind of a passion for me. And, and it's, it, it's an industry that uh, um, I've always kind of kept uh, my eye on, especially here in town to see what other local auto, automotive uh, businesses are doing, you know, just out of curiosity. Marketed for, like I said, several of those uh, people locally. Then when the, the crash hit, I had to actually find a, a job. Worked for a corporate for about 10 years. And then I got fed up with corporate, got fed up being able to kind of control my own destiny, so to speak. Got back into marketing, started my own agency. And what's ironic, and I find this with many other you know, automotive type of uh, business owners. It's like, we don't like social. I, I'm not a big fan personal of social media, but I know from a marketing perspective, it's kind of a necessary uh, evil, you know, to some people. Yeah, I feel that, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not too uh, thrilled about social. I've never really liked social. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. it's, it's free. So what people don't understand, mm -hmm. you are the product. Yeah, that's a tremendous way to put it up all. I mean, you know, it's a way for a lot of people to uh, feel as if they know you. Um, here in Tucson, you know, networking, you know, uh, being a, a part of, you know, tremendous groups. You know, there's a few places that are kind of hot spots where a lot of small business owners kind of hang out and mingle. There's nothing better than going to a networking group or one of these spots and someone says, hey, I know you from somewhere. And nine times out of 10, it's because of my presence on social media, in particular, LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Um, I think it's one of a, a very underutilized uh, platform. If any of your clients, you know, are looking to attract maybe fleets or, you know, a particular businesses to work with, uh, LinkedIn may be a good, pretty good play. Right. Yeah, we've always, uh, I've got uh, two clients that specialize in uh, fleet. They do auto repair also, mm -hmm. but, you know, nice. so, um, if you get a thousand minnows, you got a bucket full, you get a whale, you get a boatload. Mm -hmm. So the fleet service, <laughs> nice. so, um, for the auto repair, we always focus on the pay-per-click, but then on the fleet service, we mm -hmm. focus on LinkedIn. Exactly what yeah, yeah, cool. That's where, that's where they're going to find the other professionals to, to connect. Yeah. You know, on there. So, um, what sort of profitability have you seen with other? Because that you know that's what it all boils down to. Mm -hmm. Shop owners are trying right. to bring in more profits. You know, and they're, yeah. getting, they're like any other business, they're getting hit with everything: insurance and labor, and, mm -hmm. and you name yeah. it. Uh, Parts. Yeah. Um, what can they expect from you know a social media campaign? Because you know, I I already know what to tell our clients. But it's mm -hmm. good if they hear it from somebody else and hear it from a professional. You know, how long um, does it take, do you feel, for a business to start seeing a decent return uh, from uh, social media uh, campaigns and advertising, which is so much very different than Google. Mm -hmm. Google with pay-per-click ads, if I mm -hmm. auto body repair near me, I'm mm -hmm. right now looking for an auto body repair shop this instant. So that's that's the better yeah. ads. But uh, yeah. a repair shop. Okay, so an auto repair shop. 
you know, um, this is more maintenance. Okay, I want to take care of my car, uh, paint protection. Mm -hmm. I want to take care of my car. So mm -hmm. uh, in those type of uh, campaigns, uh, what can you advise our uh, shop uh, owners that are listening as far as uh, return on investment goes? Yeah, well, it, it's a long game. First and foremost, it's a long game. And I always like to talk to new clients as far as there's two kind of sides to the coin, so to speak, when it comes to social. First, you know, we talk about the day-to-day -day stuff, your organic posts. And as counterintuitive as they may sound, um, you know, if, you know, I was to uh, work with an automotive uh, ser a service or a repair facility now, I would actually post a lot of good stuff, good videos on how to maintain your vehicle. Again, it sounds counterintuitive, but let's talk about, you know, how to check the, you know, the, the pressure in your tires, let's start with all the filters, or like you said, you know, how to take care of your paint. You know, stuff like that positions your shop as the leader in the community and in your industry. And you're gonna move up to top of my awareness factor as well. It, it, it's a long game, you know, I. In those type of services where you don't need them for every, you know, if it's not a motor service, you're kind of visiting every two to three months, depending on how much you drive your vehicle for an oil change or whatnot, you know, that's kind of what you would expect that type of campaign. But I like to run campaigns where it's a lot of brand awareness. Again, I'm staying in front of that audience that we target and retarget collision centers. And, you know, I worked with an autoglass company for a number of years. That's different, right? Because you don't know when you're going to be, hopefully, you know, it, 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 you're not getting an overabundance because that means there's nothing but collisions and bad weather and all that. But you just have to be in front of those people. I mean, it, it's, it's a very tricky thing to kind of guarantee an ROI in those particular in collision and autoglass. But you really have to train your staff to really ask those questions, like, how did you hear about us? Where did you see us? Right. And a lot of times they're just going to say, well, I just saw you online. But you kind of maybe have to ask, well, was it social media? Was it Google? You know, where was it? So that's a very difficult question. But it, let's say if it was on the service side, I would say you would start to see that campaign if you run it very efficient in two to three months. You know, it's a long game, you know. But what's important is when they come in, ask them where they saw it, or I don't know if you're trying creating landing pages to where they get like an immediate, you know, set up an appointment or not, which could kind of show um, the direct ROI effect. But it comes down to the people that you're uh, your service managers and making sure you collect that information. Yeah, uh, I always ask uh, all of my uh, shop owners to ask how they find you. And that's usually the answer on the internet. <laughs> on the internet yeah. <laughs> that narrows it down <laughs> no, that, that's usually what they they usually come up with so so um it's social media for um mm -hmm. businesses like uh like pest control and for mm -hmm. auto repair what about emergency services so we have a lot of clients mm -hmm. in emergency services one of them would be auto body repair uh we also have mm -hmm. you know yeah. um yeah. we also have you know um water damage water and fire mm -hmm. restoration damage you know those yeah. are emergency type things uh I'm, i don't see people that that's you know something something happens you have an accident uh pipe breaks or whatever how do you feel uh social media campaigns work for those kind of businesses or do you recommend that that mm -hmm. you stay away from those uh, um it, it really depends on your whole strategy um 
it, it's not going to be much more than just a brand awareness play, in my opinion. You know, again, I would do a lot of uh, maybe some like before and after type of, you know, photos on on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn, you know, it, just to kind of raise your reputation, your online reputation. You know, we are we most of us are going to go to your Google reviews or check you out on social media to see if you're one, if you're active. I always think of it this way. It's like if you are in the running and someone is kind of, you know, researching your business and they see no social media activity, but they see your competitor and there's a lot of activity and there's some engagement and they're providing a lot of good value and information. That may be the deciding factor whether someone goes to you or not. If your last post was, you know, on, you know, July 4th, 2018, they may be wondering if you're even open, right? But it only takes, you know, a couple of posts a week. And it, it, you got to show some gratitude to your audience and stay engaged with them, you know? So that may be a deciding factor. And one of those emergency type of services, you're obviously not going to run any type of an aggressive campaign on social but I would just run a very localized, even if it's just 100, 200 bucks a month, just brand awareness, you know, and maybe not, nothing necessarily dedicated towards your services, but maybe you had a big event. Maybe you're donating, you know, some time and charity to a local, a time and money to a local charity. Right. And you just want to tell your community about that. You know, again, it's kind of putting you higher up on the, the rung of the top of mind awareness. Right. Well, thanks for uh, answering that argument for me, because I get a lot of those to say, well, why should I get <laughs> I should just do PPC? And I'm like, no, no, you need to do it because we need yeah. to keep awareness out there. So hearing it from an expert. Now I'm going to I'm going to take that clip that you just said. And the next time one of my clients asked me that, why am I doing Facebook? I'm going to. Yeah, is this is totally unscripted. You know, you asked me last week, what should we talk about? And let's let's say let's just talk. Right. So. For the record, everybody, this is unscripted. Paul didn't like, <laughs> he didn't send me a bouquet of uh, chocolates and alcohol or anything. <laughs> See, I, I tell you what, tell me one of your bigger success stories, because uh, you've handled a lot of corporate accounts, um, yeah. a lot of businesses, um, not, not so much for a corporation, but maybe for a smaller mm. business. I, and I know you've got a lot of them. That's why you yeah. own your own business. Yeah. But tell me about yeah. some really successful campaigns where, you know, over a year, two years, all of a sudden the awareness just builds, 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 builds. And then all of a sudden that mm -hmm. business just really starts making a lot more revenues. I've heard of, you know, a, a lot of businesses, uh, we've increased mm -hmm. the revenues 20 to 50 percent uh, just mm -hmm. using paid ads while we're working to get them higher up on Google. Uh, tell me, mm -hmm. you know, within a relatively decent period of time. So tell me about some yeah. success stories that you've had. You know, I think the biggest, one of the bigger success stories around here, and this is the reason why we actually got into the pest control niche. Um, I don't know if I told you this when we met last week in Miami, Paul, but we were thinking initially of getting, sharing your niche. We wanted to get an automotive service. Yeah. You guys were, yeah. 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 But Wyatt actually is business partners with a local pest control company and literally, like a few weeks after he handed over his check to become partners of a brand new local pest control company, COVID hit, right? So they opened the doors, COVID hit, you know, they, they were originally going to send out, you know, a lot of, you know, the people door to door, do a lot of outside marketing. And that was all out the window. 
So all of the marketing in that first year, year and a half for the Pets Friends is the name of the company, was all online, was all digital. At this point, I wasn't um, a partner with Light yet. I, I was kind of being, um, I was a vendor doing the social. And so all the efforts were completely, you know, online. There was a social part, there was a Google part, SEO, obviously. So they went from really, you know, behind the eight ball from the get-go to right now they're doing a few million a year, you know, in a matter of a couple of years. And there's a ton of pest control companies out here in Tucson. Um, they rank high when you're on the Google listings. Our social media efforts are really, really solid. But, you know, to be a part of that where you know that, you know, 100% of those marketing efforts was all from our agency, you know, so we had a tremendous case study and we know that if we can do that for, you know, uh, in a scenario like this, um, we can really do that for any pest control uh, company across the U.S. You know, we have a lot of content. We have a lot of data. I have ads that I know are very, very effective on Facebook and Instagram. So we have, you know, the, the scripts or the blueprint in place, and we're really excited to to share that with other companies all, all over the country. Right. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So um, what questions should I be asking? He says this is unscripted. So um, <laughs> you're, you're the expert. So what questions do you think I should be asking? You should be asking me. I, I think one thing to kind of keep an eye on and just kind of look at, looking at trends, you know, I, this right here, what we're doing, you know, if you could, you know, talk to your clients about creating their own podcasts, mm -hmm. you know, obviously it doesn't need to be super polished. I mean, Zoom is very effective, right? But the amount of content that you can produce just from this podcast, whether it's 15 or 20 minute long podcast, and, you know, the fact that you can be on Google and Apple, Spotify and Amazon and four or five other, you know, platforms in a matter of a week or two, this video is going to go on, you know, YouTube. You could chop this video up into different segments and trailers, use them as teasers. This is this in itself. And we saw this last week in the, uh, in the conference we were at. This, is, in my opinion, is the one most underutilized opportunities because all of this content that we're not only providing your audience and my audience, but for ourselves. You know, I don't think there's too many industries out there, in particular in automotive, that would not benefit tremendously from a podcast. You know, and just talking about how to maintain your car, just bringing in people from the community to share, you know, uh, to help them promote their businesses, bringing in nonprofits, things that you're passionate about. You know, just positioning yourself as a leader in the community and sharing your wealth and knowledge. And again, it sounds very, you know, counterintuitive, but talk about, you know, some of the vehicles that you've repaired in days that could have been avoided. There's nothing more powerful than sharing that type of knowledge because then you're kind of outside of what it. Maybe some of the industry's black eyes are, you know, let's face it, a lot of automotive service uh, centers get a bad rap because some of the customers think that they were ripped off. But if you could kind of position yourself as somebody who can prevent, you know, myself or anybody else that, you know, needs maintenance or needs a repair and feel confident because they saw you on a podcast, I think that could be tremendously powerful.
Yeah, thanks for that feedback because uh, we preach to all of our clients that when we write their websites, everything now mm. with Google is E-E-A-T. They started off with EAT. They mm. have an expertise, authoritativeness, and trust. Now it's experience, expertise, huh. authoritativeness, and trust. And mm. uh, by shop owners taking a few minutes to do a podcast or to do a, a, like informational videos. Hey, if you go to yeah. a, a yeah. auto repair shop, uh, be sure that you watch for these things. Or if you go to a paint protection company, be sure that you check what kind of uh, um, ceramic coating that they're putting on your car. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the kind of questions that the, uh, the average consumer wouldn't know to ask, you know, and that's mm -hmm. the kind of stuff that people really like. And that massively lends to experience, expertise, authoritativeness, and trust. And uh, since you're taking the, the time um, to put that information out there to the public, Google sees that and they reward mm. you accordingly. So, and it's yeah. one of their big, you know, that's the major algorithm change that they had just recently. What are what are some core values or guiding principles um, that you feel have contributed to your success in the industry? Um, some of my mentors, Paul, and, um, you know, in particular, this guy named Ron Moore, he uh, owned a company out here called Star Autobus. Um, he and I knew each other for, a few decades, you know, he and I used to be competitors when he first stopped. Oh, really? stuff. Yeah. Wow. But it was funny because he and I would get together for lunch about once a month and just, you know, talk about how important it was for ourselves to kind of set a new standard in our industry. Back then, Paul, here in Tucson, people were just running commercials and get in this, you know, uh, this contest for a trip to Vegas because the auto glass industry was so profitable and lucrative, there were companies just buying business like that. And he and I always kind of went out and, you know, wanted to earn the business from, you know, the people that we're marketing to. I found Ron as being such a fair guy, you know, in the way he treated his employees, the way he paid his employees, um, the way he treated his, his customers. He was very much, I'm going to take care of my employees you know, like family, and in turn, you know, we'll, we'll treat all of our customers the right way. So, and just fair. Uh, I think fairness is critical. I think having, you know, you know um, uh, I'm not advocating one way or another, but just kind of a faith um, and just kind of um, uh, living by some core principles. Sure. And, yeah. um, and just, uh, I think all of us, uh, um, we, we have a note, each other that long, Paul, but I think all of us kind of fall in under the imposter syndrome from time to time, Sure, you know, and, and sometimes with, uh, with an amount of success, I mean, all of us kind of have, uh, you know, do, do we really earn this? And you got to have that belief in yourself that, yeah, you do, you know, and have that self-confidence in yourself. I think it's very, very important as well. Yeah. Uh, you reminded me of a quote uh, from Richard Branson. Uh, Richard mm -hmm. Branson always said, um, customers aren't first, the employees are first, because the employees take care of the customers. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah he, he was very uh, team member, employee-centric, because he knew that mm -hmm. if they were happy, they're the ones that are taking care of the customers. So Yeah, yeah. Turn that, we turn that around. What trends or developments do you see uh, with social media? I mean, I, I, you know, we all see the trend with mm -hmm. Google. They did the spammy link update. They did the... Yeah news update and then they 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 did eat so this was the first time in a very long time that google mm -hmm. changed their algorithms on how they index content mm -hmm. content has always mm -hmm. been king backlinks are queen for seo 
Right. Um, how Google indexed that content changed radically. So there's been a lot of radical changes there. Where do you see? Because it's changing pretty quick. You know, uh, mm. uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter. You know, um, thank God. <laughs> you know, um, so um, what do you see changing in the uh, in the face of uh, social media? What sort of yeah, yeah, you you kind of uh, alluded to it because um, I'm very curious to see where Threads is going to go. You know, his buddy Mark, um, <laughs> his buddy Mark, you know, uh, counterattacked with Threads, which is basically Twitter on Meta. You know, right. Um, grew a very, very substantial amount of uh, following very, very quickly. Um, I've been dabbling on that myself a little bit. But I was baffled by that. Is mm -hmm. there many people that don't know that they're signing up for a, uh, for basically a Twitter that's totally, um, what do you call that? Um, they decide what you want to hear and what you want to see. Um, yeah, but but there is a little bit of difference in the uh, the algorithms. You know, on Twitter, you're going to get kind of fed to what your um, what you've uh, shown most interest in. You know, right? According to some uh, reports and information I saw last week, it looks like Threads is going to be more kind of a real time for the people you're following to post something. It'll be up at the top of your newsfeed as opposed to what you're most interested in. So there's a little bit of a difference. So right. um, based on, you know, how recent your posts were. So, which I, I think that's the way Facebook and Instagram used to be, right? So I, I'm kind of digging that. Um, I haven't um, found a scheduling platform yet to kind of dabble into posting on threads for myself or a few clients who are already lined up to be my guinea pigs. <laughs> um how however without lifting a finger i'm i've already gathered close to like seven eight hundred followers without really trying so oh, wow. yeah so that could be uh i always preach more of a have an omnipresence on social media if you can meaning you're not relying on facebook or instagram or linkedin kind of utilizing them all each right um because yeah yeah, yeah yeah so this could be another Granted, it's under the, the metaverse, but it could be another opportunity to, you know, really establish uh, more of an omnipresence out there. So that's kind of that's kind of the big thing right now that I'm keeping my eye on uh, mostly. And then I think we talked about this last week, you know, it's like the importance of AI and how you utilize that um, uh, for your business. I know a lot of business owners are very, very much against it. We, we use it every day here. I'm not saying it, it ever provides the end um, product as far as any content or for us, it, it you know, but it's a good um, starting point. For me and my team, uh, the social media team, we use it for creating uh, content calendars and just giving us new ideas. And I'll be honest, I mean, our creativity has gone through the roof and you know, productivity has gone through the roof. Um, again, it's not giving us an end product, but it's kind of almost like a virtual assistant for us. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I think all uh, agencies um, are using AI assistant, like uh, AI assistance right. has really helped us yeah. with our, with our uh, content writing. It's, yeah, you know, we can't yeah. rely on it solely, but it's really helped us uh, like with the outline. It can take, you know, several yes. hours to do an outline yeah. where AI will do it in a few seconds. 
and then we can kind of mm -hmm. match what the writer was thinking and get ideas from AI. So mm -hmm. um, I think AI is going to continue to uh, change the face of uh, uh, digital marketing forever, uh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's already made some radical changes and all for the better, too, uh, for the mm -hmm. for clients, for the agencies and for everybody involved. So this is a kind of a personal question because you work a lot of hours, probably like I do. How do you approach mm -hmm. um, uh, work-life integration? Um, I, I throw it out the window, to be honest, Paul. Um, <laughs> I, I, lo I love what I do. Um, right. I would say 99% of the people I hang out with uh, get irritated with me because I love work and I'm always thinking about it. Um, but if it's something that I love what I do and I'm passionate about it, I, I don't, I, I'm not one that's going to be the person that works eight hours a day. I don't take an hour of lunch. I don't, you know, I, I was, I'm, I'm usually the first one here every day and the last one to leave. And I feel great. You know, I am more stressed on a Sunday if I don't work because I'm coming in Monday with more stuff to do. You right. know, I, I love, you know, the success stories we get from our clients I love when I, it looks like a client just walked in right now and, um, you know, they've literally been in here before and say, Sean, we're getting too many calls. That that gets me going. I love that, right. you know. So I, I don't subscribe to the work-life balance. You know, if you love what you do and you're passionate about it and you're having a great time, you enjoy the people you work with. I do tend, I do get up in the morning and I'll do a walk. I'll do some exercise. I make sure I take walks you know, throughout my day, you know, um, I try to eat well, but that, other than that, I, I'm not one that's going to say I put in eight hours a day, then I go home. I, I, I'll work 50, 60 hours a week and be happy. Yeah. That's pretty much me. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, do, I record my vlogs in my studio. I've got downstairs. So, nice. um, yeah. uh, so anyway, um, I, I don't know of anything else to really ask you. Um, you know, if, if your audience ever, you know, um, wants to get a, a hold of me, you know, have them email you first and send sure. those questions. And um, if you want uh, to text me, that's fine. It's 520-339-0259. Just okay. any questions about social media in general, I'm op always open for your audience, Paul, whatever they need. Yeah, the, the, uh, these were some questions for uh, successful um business owners so i didn't really have a set of questions to ask for someone that was in um specifically in uh social media uh but anyway sean thanks a lot for your time today we really appreciate it so you've given some really good, great valuable insights uh, to our shop owners i'll look forward to seeing you again at another intensive down in miami and uh yeah. tell wyatt we said hello i will i appreciate you paul thanks sean for additional automotive resources and exclusive content, follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch all our episodes. Thanks again for joining us in the driver's seat, and we'll see you next time for another thrilling episode of Top Shop.